0: To the LCS Health Services Division podcast. I'm your host for today, Tony Galvan, Director of Health and Wellness for Life Care Services. And um, today is actually part two, uh, episode two uh, of our series with NIFS, the National Institute for Fitness and Sport. Um, so we had a great um, kickoff episode. If you haven't heard that one, definitely um, check that out. But with me again today is Emily Davenport, Director of Fitness Management for the National Institute for Fitness and Sport. How's it going today, Emily?
1: I'm doing well, Tony. Thanks. How are you? Good,
0: good, good. Um, excited for winter to end sometime soon. So, uh, <laughs> you know, um, I see light at the end of the tunnel. So hopefully we get there soon. Yes, um, agreed. Yeah. Uh, and also a special guest uh, with us today. So we have Kara um, Goatee Robinson. Uh, Kara is the assistant director uh, with NIFS, um, NIFS Fitness Management. Um, so part of Kara's role involves working with a lot of the full-time staff uh, at the corporate fitness client location. So again, in our first episode, you heard us talk a little bit about some of the services that NIFS offers. And so, uh, you know, we previewed having from time to time uh, you know, colleagues of Emily stop by um, just to help us address specific topics. So, Kara, how are you doing today?
2: I'm good, thanks, Tony, for having me today.
0: Yeah, my pleasure. Um, the more the merrier. Um, so, so today specifically, um, you know, we're going to address a topic that um, I think will be incredibly interesting um, to um, a lot of our listeners. And uh, really, it's social media and, and blogging. And so um, one of the things, Emily, that you and I talked about uh, during the first episode was, again, the leveraging of what we're doing from a fitness standpoint and really the content that that provides, right, and, and how communities might be able to leverage that, translate that strategically, uh, um, into their uh, messaging as it relates to a social media kind of website presence, so I think this is a, a relevant topic, uh, and and really excited to really discuss this with with both of you. So so where I want to begin is. um Kind of with you, Emily, from a you know sort of a leadership perspective, and even from an organizational perspective. Um, why does NIFS feel this is important? Um, well, why do you see this as being relevant? Um, again, from an industry standpoint, and even as you think about the work that that you and your team do with the communities, why, why did this strike your your radar, and, and and why did you guys decide to really address it strategically?
1: Sure. So, you know, over the years, our staff have supported the marketing and sales efforts of their communities in a variety of capacities, whether it's writing a blog for the community, whether it's hosting a lunch and learn for a prospect luncheon, or helping with tours during prospect events, helping with exercise demos with prospects, just all sorts of things. And in the past year to two years, we've seen an uptick in clients engaging our staff in their social media efforts and clients wanting to help their prospects who might be touring the facility or following them on social media wanting to have stronger sound bites, stronger tidbits of the things that are happening in their fitness center to share. And so they've been asking our staff to take pictures at your balance fair and share those with us so we can push them out on social media or um, you know, go live in your fitness center talking about your December incentive program and share some insight there. And we were starting to see such a consistent uptick in clients engaging our staff that way that we thought just because others aren't doing it it doesn't mean there's not an appetite or an interest in being able to do it and as i mentioned in our in our first episode there's often that gap in finding a, a system that is consistently maintained in which you're taking those stories about what's happening in your fitness center, whether it's an individual resident success story, whether it's a smashing outcome from a program that was run, and getting that information in the right hands at the community and getting it to the marketing and sales team. And so um, we surveyed our clients earlier in 19 and asked them, you know, is there an appetite for this? What can we provide you? And overwhelmingly, yes, 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 we want all of the things. And so we had to spend some time digesting, okay, what is it the information our staff are readily collecting in their monthly report data, in their documentation, etc. And how do we make that into a maintainable, System So that we're regularly feeding that out to our clients in a way that they can use it, um, just making it as easy as possible for clients to have the information they need at the time that they need it. And, you know, looking across our book of business, um, and the different client needs that we have. So um, the 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 B2C model, that, that business to consumer model and how more and more companies and businesses are using Facebook and social media to meet their um, and connect with their followers and who their prospects might be. Um, you know, Facebook in particular was a natural choice for that. And um, I think we're only going to see more than more of it. You know, in the industry as a whole, we've been talking for years and years and years about technology, 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 and preparing for that generation of seniors. And we're there. We're there in a lot of ways with them being on social media, with their adult children being on social media and following communities. And so we wanted to help our clients create opportunities to for their prospects to experience what's happening on the ground in their community, and fitness is such a vibrant way to showcase the lifestyle, and um, that's that's how much of this was born, and why we feel it's important.
0: Well, and I'm not surprised that that you had that sort of a response at the community level, um, folks. Letting you know, yes, you know, bring it on. You know, um, let's let's absolutely address this, and you know, I, I think a, a big part of that is because as communities think about, and, and I talked a little bit about this in episode one, um, was, you know, there, that, that's what they're saying that they're there to do. You know, that's what they're promoting. That's how they're framing themselves and, and, and branding themselves as, you know, the place to be, to, you know, keep your independence, to, to grow in your, you know, use the word vibrance. Absolutely. You know, to, to keep elevating that and take it to the next level. So, um, there are few, sort of ways that communities can do that apart and aside from fitness, you know, fitness just lends itself to that. So it's, um, it's, it's sort of a no brainer to do that, um, and, and to sort of showcase those things. But again, you know, communities, you know, um, from a sales and marketing standpoint and whether, whether they're doing this internally. Uh, through their own local sales and marketing team, whether they're uh, working with a PR company, you know, there's there's a schedule, there's there's a strategy behind how they want to leverage, you know, social media and websites. It's not arbitrary. So again, for a partner to be able to strategically and in an organized fashion, um, sort of deliver um, some of the content, it's going to be, you know, it's going to be just so so important. So I think uh, um, it's uh, it's it's significant and and communities. Having a again fitness wellness lifestyle um, related aspect to what they're putting out there um, can't be can't be stressed enough. Um, you know, uh, Kara Emily started to talk a little bit about that business to consumer model, so I want to hear from you a little bit. Uh, your thoughts and perspectives on on why social media um, is important um, uh, in terms of a marketing strategy uh, for that B two C model.
2: Most definitely. So. You know, social media has become such a strong influencer for almost everything we do. And the trend just keeps growing. People turn to social media platforms for those trusted reviews, recommendations, they're asking their friends and family about things. Um, they're just trusting that way more than the typical looking at our old school, I guess, looking a phone book for a community or anything um, to make an appointment and check something out. Everything's just changed. So having so Social media, you know, at your fingertips for your community, you're able to just brand yourself from the start and show the amenities. You know, like my parents shopped for my grandma's community. Um, They did the work and finding what was right. And for them, it was going to those you know, platforms where they could just see before actually taking the step to make an appointment. I think that's really important, you know, having those discussions and getting that feedback um, from people you trust. That's where social media is helping people make those sound decisions. Um, You know, older adult children are turning to social platforms and searching for that community that their parents should, you know, make that commitment to to live out the, you know, their rest of their years.
0: Yeah, Kara, and I think you're, you're so right with sort of the, the sequence of events, right, in terms of, okay, you know, um, whether it's the adult child, like you were just saying, um, finding the, you know, the community for the loved one, for mom and dad. And, you know, before they even set foot in the community, right, before they make that appointment or reach out to that sales counselor, before we can, you know, showcase um, all of the programs and the amenities and, and kind of that lifestyle piece, um, you're right, they're going to do their homework, they're going to do their due diligence, and they're going to check out the website. And they're going to, you know, check out the social media. Uh, and and whether that's Facebook, or um, I see a lot of communities on, on LinkedIn these days, um, Yelp, uh, more and more Google reviews, um, there's all of these platforms, like you were saying earlier, that communities are, are having a presence on and, and that um, they go to, um, as you were saying, to kind of figure things out. Um, Emily, I, I want to bring it back to you. And so I think Kara just, just kicked this off so great there with with kind of establishing, you know, the following, if you will, right? Have a presence so that people can, can learn about you. And, you know, one of the things that I always find interesting is uh, kind of the gestation period, you know, the amount of time that it takes for somebody to make a decision. Uh, and especially on the independent living side, um, you know, we see anywhere from, you know, one to two years uh, before somebody finally makes that decision to, to move into a community. And I don't think that's, you know, um, special to LCS. I think as an industry, that's, that's just kind of what we're seeing. So you think about people um, initially learning about your, your, your community, maybe following you. Um, liking your Facebook page, following you, you know, on on any one of these platforms. And so that might be, again, kind of step one for them. So I want to hear from you uh, as far as what you think the opportunities are um, to allow some of those followers to just kind of continuously, you know, quote unquote, experience the community. So virtually kind of continue to remain engaged. And as they, you know, maybe eventually make that phone call, set up that tour uh, you know learn about it a little bit more do a luncheon you know it's it's a process and they're simultaneously remaining connected virtually to the community via um, some of what Kara was talking about earlier so what in your opinion what would be some of those opportunities for communities to keep people engaged with what they have going on?
1: Absolutely. Um, And, you know, I think this goes on both ends of the conversation as to whether it's someone contemplating going in for their first tour, or someone who's already toured a community Take images, take pictures to post socially, take videos so that if they either have not been in before, all of a sudden they're starting to get a feel for the space or if they have been in and perhaps there wasn't a big event going on in your fitness center or your auditorium that day. Take video, take pictures and post those so that your followers can see your spaces alive, see those spaces vibrant with activity and share those experiences. Help them get a feel for what it might be like to be in that class, to be in that lecture, to um participate in that cornhole tournament where you have residents playing in the middle of the auditorium and just as many residents with pom-poms cheering on the sidelines. Let them experience that through your social media channels and not only experience the what the community might be offering in that given day, but let them feel a connection with their peers. So they're seeing other seniors Having fun, engaging um, and, and let them kind of see themselves through their peer group who is living at this community. Um, you know, as marketing and sales folks, as, as fitness folks, whatever your your niche might be, you know, we can try to convince an 80 year old to come in and exercise for the first time. And as fitness professionals who have been doing this our whole life, That can be a hard bridge to connect sometime. But if all of a sudden we introduce them to a neighbor who perhaps was in a similar place, they had never exercised before, they were inexperienced, and all of a sudden their peer, their neighbor is telling them about their personal successes and how much better they feel – that translates very strongly and is such a strong message. So creating those opportunities socially to allow your followers to experience and feel and see what's happening in your community and then hopefully envision themselves there is is a huge step that communities can take.
0: Yeah, and part of that I feel like is um, for communities to have a sense of You know, let's call it strategic solicitation, right? Where where they um, are reaching out, uh, you know, to some of these residents. So one thing is, is yes, you know, as you have, like you were saying, these classes, these programs. um, But why not have like a roster of folks? Um, Again, it's not uncommon to see committees, or sorry, communities rather, with uh, marketing, marketing and sales resident committees. I feel like communities have resident committees for. You know, almost every operational area that we see within the communities, and so within some of these sales and marketing resident committees, um, you know, have these um, you know residents be the ones that you can feature that that are willing to be you know spotlighted and highlighted, certainly as part of a group, but even individually. And I also feel like to the degree that some of these residents might themselves. Um, you know, have some somewhat of an online presence. I, I still feel like that there, there's a bit of a bell curve with, um, you know, our residents and, and, and their actual presence on social media. So, one thing is, um, you know, the community's presence and how they're, you know, highlighting residents, but the other would be the resident themselves. And again, to the degree that they feel comfortable. And, you know, we, we count on these, you know, resident ambassadors, if you will, to lead tours, to, you know, um, show off their apartment homes, to, you know, have those conversations, like you were saying, with, with like-minded prospects. Again, with this uh, sort of the, the digital age and influence of, of things like social media, I do think we have to start turning that page a little bit and also looking at, you know, how might they help us influence things online as well. But would you agree with that, Kara?
2: Oh, absolutely. You really want to be a true, um, authentic self. You don't want them looking at your page and seeing something that's not true to the community. Um, so even from, you know, your dining experience to your fitness, you know, everything needs to be represented in a way that is, you know, exactly how they would feel when living. They want to, you want them to picture themselves living at your community
0: absolutely well and and and, you know i say a lot again there has to be a strategy behind this it can't just be arbitrary it can't just be case by case because once that momentum or or enthusiasm kind of dies down a bit again we talked about keeping followers engaged it's sort of okay maybe they're just not doing this anymore and it's just no longer um, part of what they're what they're about and, and and you end up disengaging right so emily What do you think about the importance of having a model in place uh, to effectively gather and share, you know, these tidbits? I know you like calling it marketing gold, you know, from your community's fitness program.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, having that that model, that system in place is really half the battle. The success stories are there. The the quality offerings are there. It's just having a model in place to kind of feed that fuel that to the right people at the community to get that out on those social media channels. And so in the work that NIFS is doing this year supporting our clients, we have developed a a marketing and media portal where every client has their own website that we provide them. And we update it every month based on the programs that our fitness manager will be running for that given month. And and the posts speak to what that program is. They tie it in with relevance with the senior living industry as a whole. And, you know, we do everything from a monthly blog that we've written that they can share on subject matter related to health, fitness, wellness for older adults, to a move of the month video clip that they can share. And um, having that portal available for clients to access, to go in and grab the information about the program that's being offered that month, to grab the link for the blog that month, and just having it at their fingertips when it's convenient for them is or was our goal in rolling this out. In addition, we're providing our clients with what we're calling a quarterly dashboard report. And our staff are regularly collecting data on their fitness program and collecting member testimonials, gathering and reporting on feedback from the programs that they are running. And we document all of that and we're now pulling it into this quarterly dashboard report where we are providing it to our clients and the marketing and sales teams to where they can go and grab those member testimonials and – whether they're using that for social media or they're sharing it with their uh, sales counseling team for talking points during resident tours. You know, once again, it's it's creating that experience and helping prospects identify how the lifestyle can benefit them. It's more than just checking the box of, oh, let's go down the hall and here is our fitness center. We have a fitness manager and let's step on down the hall here and here's our pool. And you pop your head in, you look around, you talk about some classes you have through the week, and then you walk back out and let's carry on down the hall here and let's show you our casual dining room that was renovated last year. Creating some talking points to help that prospect connect with the lifestyle and the impact that it's making, whether you're talking about... A resident who shared with you that, you know, she had never exercised before and she just told our fitness manager last month that she has been having an easier time on her weekly shopping trip with her daughter at the mall since she started coming to exercise classes three days a week. And, you know, for a resident perhaps who they're not bought into exercise, they think your fitness center is cool, but they're not quite convinced that it's something they need. All of a sudden they're thinking, Oh, well, this person hadn't exercised either. And look at that quality of life improvement. Look at that real tangible component that is making an impact for that person maybe I do need this. Maybe this does make a difference for me. And our staff providing those testimonials as they hear them, because they hear them all the time. They hear them from residents, they hear from the adult children of residents. So let's capture those tidbits and get them into our report that we provide to the community. In addition, um, you know, as we launch new classes, we track participation. Um, and so if we have a class that was added to the schedule and you hand that prospect during a tour, your group fitness calendar and your sales team has the information they need to point out to say, oh, when you see that Tuesday class, that's something we offered just last month. And we were so excited to see that three new residents just joined that class and they're participating consistently now. To bridge that level of information and for a prospect to feel like these early people that they're building a relationship with at the community and that marketing and sales team, to see that they're still plugged in to what's happening in resident lives and that we see people. We we know who's getting involved. We we are proud of them for getting involved. We really champion them um, adopting the lifestyle offerings that are here. And we were so excited to see those three new residents join this class. Um, that's just a very intentional and thoughtful message about what your community fitness program and lifestyle offerings are all about. It's not just we're putting activities on the calendar each month to keep residents busy, we're, we're very intentional and we're very thoughtful about what we're doing and why we're doing it. And we we care about our residents as a result.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and you know, you think about, again, whether it's um, as a product of the stats or the data that, that you guys are, are curating on the back end, um, or any of the, um, you know, I love what you kind of walk through sort of that virtual tour and, and kind of the stops that you're making. So, so certainly those and um, kind of the core of what we're talking about today, which is the actual, you know, the content, the picture, the video or, or the sound bite, whatever it might be. Um, connect it to your brand. Um, I I think that that ends up becoming so important so that, you know, certainly in and of itself, communities going down this path and doing this on its own, it's going to elevate things, you know, as far as their, like you were saying, kind of commitment um, to fitness or to that lifestyle piece, but take it a step further, you know, go even beyond that and make sure that that content just doesn't linger out there. Capitalize on being able to bring it back to what that means with your approach or your philosophy or your brand, if you will, um, as it relates to your to how you deem you know the wellness experience. So you know um, I'll, I'll talk briefly here about what this means for LCS, and so we talk a lot about our holistic, multidimensional approach. You know we have these dimensions of wellness that we focus on, and physical is certainly one of them. And so, you know, I envision, you know, these these posts or these, you know, whether it's a group fitness class or a, you know, resident, you know, on the chest press or taking part in one of your, you know, kind of incentive, you know, competition programs and and yes, post that talk about how this is fun and how this is part of your commitment to fitness, but it's one of many. Um, uh, components uh, of your overall wellness program, and 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 you can talk about how you know um, it's 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 this overall approach you know that you're taking, and this is one of many things you know that that uh you know that impact that. Or to the degree that it kind of touches some of these, you know, different areas, right? So you talked earlier about the socialization piece or even, you know, the brain health piece that that fitness might provide. So, um, you know, communities oftentimes, I feel like they, I'll use a quick football analogy here. They 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 run it down the field and, and they have all of this great content. So, you know, running the ball, passing the ball, um, and, and they kind of make it to the five-yard line. And it's like, okay, you're so close. You're so close. You did all of this great stuff. Now just punch it in. You know, get in there. You know, get that full touchdown and, and connect it back to that to that bigger picture. Because um, as great as that content might be, you're not the only one doing fitness. You're not the only one doing activities or programs. So take it to that next level and connect it back to, to, to that brand component. Um, so, so Kara, t- to that point, what would be some insight that you have on, on what communities can do to establish their brand um, on social media in particular?
2: I think probably the most, the number one thing that communities should do is make sure it looks and feels like them. Um, you know, it's so easy now with stock art and so forth to just go grab an image. But, you know, we, we really work hard with our own blogs to find images that look like the residents and the communities we're serving. And, you know, getting out there does having your marketing person or designated fitness person help capture, you know, the, the residents actually in the classes at those communities um, is really important. You just, you want it to be you in that right authentic feel. Um, so making sure you're targeting those groups. Um, I think also, you know, you have your logos, you have your colors, but just take it beyond that. Like, Capture different areas of your community that could, you know, draw someone in to really feel like, hey, that's a place I want to live. You know, you're showing the fun, you're showing that neighborly um, vibe that um, would make someone really want to connect there. I really think, you know, for our clients that we work with closely that are going to use this portal this year, I think it's just going to be a great opportunity all around. Like we've seen an uptick in um, the sites that we follow that we are partnered with, just how much more they're doing this year already. And it's just awesome to see the collaboration across the board.
1: Well, and I would also weigh in as well that if... You know your community is looking to to do this, to take some steps, to develop your own strategy. think about what resources you have at your fingertips. what data are you tracking on your fitness program and how can you leverage that data? Um, what Who who is your point person? Who is getting feedback from the residents? And how can you make sure they're documenting those and passing those along to your community personnel? And so, as I shared before, getting that model in place is half the battle. So, identify... What data and information you have, because if without it, you can't determine how many new people you had in your class consistently that well. You can't determine what your overall membership and resident engagement is in your fitness program. That's really a foundational piece. So determine what data you have and, and how you can leverage what's already available and maybe what else you want to start tracking. And then um, determine, you know, who are your people? Who who are your people, whether it's in fitness or in your dining room or in activities wherever it might be who are those personnel that are having these experiences with the residents where they might be able to get those sound bites those tidbits um, that are once again kind of that marketing gold to share about the lifestyle that's available at your community
0: yeah those are those are those are great points certainly so Well, um, uh, on behalf of um, Kara and Emily, I would like to thank our listeners, and I personally would like to thank the two of you uh, for uh, joining uh, me today on this uh, second episode of our LCS um, NIFS um, podcast series. So um, thank you so much, ladies.
1: Thank Thank you. Thank you,
0: Tony. Legal Disclaimer. Life Care Services LLC is not engaged in rendering legal advice. Therefore, any information provided in this podcast, although intended to be correct, is also not intended to replace or supersede the advice of your legal counsel. Also, thank you to Ben Sounds for the music provided in this podcast.